There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to My Millennium Money Professional. My name's Dev Raga, and I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss the concept of debt consolidation. What is it? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. For those of you that are new to the channel, remember the three main aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. Now to the main topic, what is debt consolidation? Now I've done episodes on strategies to pay off debt way back when I first started my podcasting, I guess, career. But basically there are two main ways called debt avalanche and debt snowball. Debt avalanche basically lines up all the debt according to the highest interest rate to lower interest rates and smashes it out. This is the most mathematically sound way of paying out debt. Debt Snowball, on the other hand, arranges the debt according to the size of the debt and pays off the lowest debt first and uses the psychological boost to pay off the next lowest debt. This is the most emotional way of paying off debt. Now, studies have shown that Debt Snowball ends up being the better method for people and pays it off, ironically, sooner, saving you money and also means they're less likely to borrow again. Money and finances is mostly behavioural, and nowhere is this more obvious than to find out most people, despite earning pretty decent income, never become net worth millionaires, notwithstanding life events. So, what is then debt consolidation? It just means you can consolidate or join up debts into one big debt and then make your repayments a bit more manageable. That is, you consolidate. That is to form one debt for all the smaller and multiple debts that you may have accumulated throughout your life. And the easiest way to explain this is to use an example. Amy works as an admin staff at a bank and has the following debts. Credit card A of $4,000, repayment of $80 per month with an interest rate of 18%. Credit card B of $3,000, repayment of $60 per month, interest rate of 16%. A personal loan of $7,000 with a repayment of $280 per month, interest rate of 6%. And a car loan of $12,000, repayment of $500 per month with an interest rate of 7%. So the total monthly repayments for Amy works out to be $920 per month. That's quite significant. Amy has a monthly after-tax income of $3,800. That means she only has $2,880 left over for the rest of her bills, rent, living expenses, utilities and food once she pays off all of these debt repayments. So Amy approaches her bank, which she's a customer of, and thinks it might be better to combine all of these debts into one debt to make it easier to repay. So the total debt for Amy is $26,000, and she consolidates it and gets an attractive interest rate of 6%. Over a five-year loan term, that comes to a monthly repayment of around $500. 
This means in the previous scenario, Amy was paying $920 per month, but now she's only paying $500 per month because she's debt consolidated, which means she'd freeze up around $420 per month in terms of cash flow. And she may be able to, you know, save some money, maybe invest some, or maybe even have an emergency fund as a result of this. So in this case, debt consolidation for Amy has worked out reasonably well. So is debt consolidation then the same as refinancing? And the answer is yes and no. Refinancing often means you ask for a better deal or you may choose a new financial product and change the existing financial product. Debt consolidation, on the other hand, is a form of refinancing, but refinancing is a broader term. So this sounds way too good to be true. What's the catch? I mean, Amy basically has reduced her repayments by $420 per month just by consolidating all of her debts. Now, there are a number of things to look out for when you do this method. Make sure you check the following things. Is there any penalties for paying off any of the existing debts using a debt consolidation loan? In Amy's example, she will need to use the new loan to pay off the existing loans. If there are fees and charges and penalties associated with closing the accounts, then she will need to factor those in. Also check for application fees. Some lenders charge application fees even if it's the same lender that gives you the money, but now this is a new financial product due to the debt consolidation. And always make sure any new loans have a cheaper interest rate and better loan terms than what you started off with. Beware of any switching a loan to a longer term. This is a common mistake a lot of homeowners do. Remember the ad Equity Mate back way back, I think, in the early 2000s with Commonwealth Bank. Back in the day from Commonwealth Bank, they had this ad that said Equity Mate. Well, it can be a trap. Let's go back to the example. Now, let's assume that Amy has the same debts of totaling $26,000. And this time, let's say they're split equally into car loans of $13,000 an interest rate of 9% with a five-year loan term and a personal loan of $13,000 and an interest rate of 7% over a five-year loan term. The total interest paid on each of these loans would be $3,192 for the car loan and $2,445 for the personal loan. So the total interest paid over the five years for both of these loans would have been $5,637. Now suppose Amy borrows on a home loan using equity. Let's say her home loan is $300,000 and the home is worth around $500,000. Now she only borrows another $26,000 onto it using her equity. For the purposes of this, let's make the calculation simple and let's say there are no real major fees or charges. Now her new loan is $326,000 and let's assume she still has the 20 years to pay it and she chooses to pay whatever the amount her bank tells her to with the new consolidated loan. Let's assume the interest rate is way low at 5%, which I know is difficult to believe by the time this gets released, which is way better than a personal loan or car loans with a massive interest rate of 9% and 7% respectively. So she thinks having a smaller 5% interest is a fantastic idea. Now, if her loan was $300,000 initially and she didn't do this, she would have paid $175,168 in interest. But now that she's borrowed $26,000 more and stretched out the loan for 20 years with a low interest rate, now she pays $216,349 in interest paid if her loan was $326,000. So she has paid an additional interest rate 
of $41,181 in interest payment. Compare that to what she would have paid, which was only $5,637. So now by borrowing on a home loan and using the equity, she's now paid $35,544 in extra interest as a direct comparison. If she didn't do that, she would have only paid $5,637. How can that be? This is because Amy has taken a debt, which should have been paid off over five years, a personal loan and car loan, that is, despite having a higher interest rate, now is taking 20 years to pay that off, albeit at a slightly lower interest rate. This is the power of compounding working against Amy and working for the banks. Now, let's do another calculation. Supposing Amy maintains her usual car loan repayment into a home loan repayment and debt consolidates, would that be a better strategy? So going back to her loans, $13,000 each at interest rates of 7% and 9% respectively, repayments on monthly basis would be around $270 per month and $257 per month respectively, so a total of $527 per month for paying off a $26,000 total loan. Now, suppose she debt consolidates into a home loan and still borrowed the $26,000 on a home loan and now new debt is $326,000 and still paid the additional $527 into a home loan instead, what would happen? So in this case, it's exactly the same scenario, except the money that she saved in paying the personal loan and the car loan off, she's now redirecting that back into the home loan. So if the loan was $300,000 at 5% interest, the monthly repayment over 20 years would have been $1,980. If the loan now is $326,000 at 5% interest, the monthly repayment over 20 years would be $2,151, just a slight increase. She will have to pay an additional $177 more in mortgage repayments if she borrowed the $26,000 on a home loan. But instead, now she saved $527 in cash flow because she's now consolidated that into the home loan. So she takes the $527 she paid and redirects it into the new home loan, which is $326,000, which is an additional $350 more than what she would require to pay. What would happen? Now, she would pay off the home loan in 15 years and nine months instead of 20 years, that's number one, and her total interest payments would only be $171,162 compared to $175,168 if a home loan was only $300,000 and she didn't pay anything extra. In effect, by debt consolidating and paying extra, that is redirecting the money that she saved into the new home loan and she still borrowed more money, which is not really extra, it's just the same amount she would have had to pay her personal loans off anyway because she's just redirecting the money. But now after consolidation, she decides to redirect the funds towards a mortgage with the higher mortgage and she has saved interest payments overall in all of the situations. So why don't most people do this? Because it's because finance is mostly behavioural. We're human. Most humans don't tend to rationalise their thinking when it comes to debt and money. Most people would borrow from their home loan and not pay anything extra into it and spend the surplus cash flow, the money that they saved. So if you're going to debt consolidate and borrow money on your home loan, the money that you would have paid anyway into the extra debt that you would have had now that's gone to the home loan, you must redirect that money back into your home loan. Otherwise, it's a pointless exercise. You're going to be paying more interest over the long term because the mortgage 
is a longer term loan compared to any of the other loans that you're eligible for and maybe paying off. Now let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll go through the pros and cons of debt consolidation. Be right back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, welcome back. Let's take a look at the good things about debt consolidation. The good things are managing debt can be easier. Without debt consolidation in each of our examples with Amy, she has multiple debts and it can be difficult, it can be stressful to manage. There's so many different repayments. With debt consolidation, you can roll those debts into one easy payment. This means having fewer payments coming out of your bank account, which means managing your debt is going to be easier, it's less cluttered, and it's less work. Number two is there's a fixed time period. Without multiple debts, you'll have a multiple time periods with each of those debts. Some might be five years, some might be seven years, might be three years. But consolidating them, you can make one repayment into one loan over a fixed time period. And this makes tracking your debt very much easier. Number three is interest rates are fixed too. With multiple debts, you're undoubtedly going to have multiple different interest rates. Again, very tricky and very confusing to manage. And this means you need to worry about the whole debt snowball versus debt avalanche thing. With consolidation, it's easy. You only need to worry about one interest payment. And usually it's fixed, which can be variable too, but usually it's you know relatively stable. So it's easier to manage and less stressful. And you don't need to worry about the various methods of debt repayments. This means your repayments are fixed and consistent and you receive peace of mind. Number four is cash flow. This probably is the primary reason to consolidate your debt. One of the biggest reasons people do it. But having one single monthly repayment, eventually it eventuates into lesser monthly repayments overall. And this improves your cash flow situation, gives you a bit of breathing room. And the whole point of this is to use that cash flow to get out of debt sooner, faster and more efficiently, but also having some buffer in the budget like an emergency fund. The problem we find that most people will spend or use that extra cash flow situation for consumption rather than to reduction of debt or saving for a purpose of education or emergency funds or investing. Number five is overall there's lesser costs, but having lower interest repayments, you may be saving on costs, not having multiple fees and charges associated with multiple debts. Rather than pay fees over multiple debts, you only have to pay one fee for one debt. This can be tricky and I'll explain why in the cons section. So what are the bad things about debt consolidation? 
the balance of power with your life is with one creditor. Having debt just means you're at risk. So having one debt with one person with one creditor means they now own some or most of your assets. And I know some of the debt may be secured or unsecured, but in reality, it kind of doesn't matter. They can still take you to court and come after you for repayments or make things complicated for you. Number two is it may cost you more in the long run. As we've calculated in previous examples, which have worked in this podcast, if you consolidate debt and make the terms longer, then potentially you're paying more interest if you pay the minimum amounts in the new debt. This means even though you may be saving on cash flow, you're spending more on interest. And this is exactly what lenders want you to do so they can make more money. Also consider the fees used to discharge old loans and set up new loans and blah, blah, blah. So it may end up costing you more in the long run. You need to be really aware of that and do your sums. Number three is responsibility. If you consolidate or refinance your home and add more onto your debt, let's say the debt belongs to one person in the relationship and the home loan belongs to two people, guess what? You've just roped in the other person into your own personal debt situation. That is the home loan and the title has two people on it. And now since your other debt is refinanced, the co-borrower is also responsible for any of the new debt. So responsibility, you've got to be very careful about bringing other people in to your problems. Number four is secured versus unsecured debt. Your CC or personal loans may be unsecured. This means technically the creditor doesn't have any collateral on the debt. If you take those debts and wind it up in the consolidated debt loan or even to your home loan, guess what? Now you may have a secured debt. This transfer of unsecured debt into your secured debt situation is a risk of losing your asset in the event you default on your debt. So you're basically taking a risk-less situation and making it more risky. Number five is it may encourage increased spending. Notice how with debt consolidation, your cash flow situation improves. That's the whole point of doing this. And prior to that, you had little cash flow to spend money. So you're under a bit of stress, which may not have been a bad thing. Having more cash flow may encourage more spending. This comes down to the behavioral element of finances. Check out the specific episode I've done on behavioral finance way back to understand this concept. It's a very important concept to understand, which many people get wrong all the time. And in fact, I may actually do another episode on behavioral finance coming up. Number six is you're moving debt. You're not really changing your behavior. The act of debt consolidation may give you the feeling of paying off debts and actually nothing really is paid off. You're simply moving your debt from one form to another. It doesn't change the underlying behavioural problems which got you into debt in the first place. If your debt consolidate, then go ahead and borrow more money and use up CCs to buy things you don't need. You're back to square one. So what's my take on debt consolidation? I think it's a good idea if and only if you have a cash flow problem. And you must use that additional freed up cash flow once the debt is consolidated to get rid of your new consolidated debt like Amy redirecting that $527 she saved from cash flow issues into the home loan that she's now borrowed more money on. And overall, she's reduced her home loan duration and also reduced the total interest payment regardless. Now, I don't like debt, especially consumer debt. I don't have any. It's horrible. It can destroy people's lives. So if you don't have any cash flow problem, don't debt consolidate. The behaviours of money and finances and humans is what gets people into trouble in the first place. That's why you got into debt. Because you don't have the behaviours 
if you did have the behaviours or good behaviours when it comes to finances, you wouldn't need to debt consolidate because you wouldn't borrow money that you didn't need to buy things that you don't really want. If you're using a home loan to consolidate, please be very careful. It worries me when people borrow from their home loan to go on holidays, buy a new car or buy new consumption items like furniture or depreciating assets. Think about this very carefully because you're extending your time frame of paying off that debt, which means in the long run, you'll end up paying more for that item which you just purchased or debt which you've just consolidated if you don't redirect those funds. So a $10,000 holiday may end up costing you $50,000 in the long run. A $30,000 car may end up costing you $100,000 in the long run. Now that's about it for this episode on debt consolidation. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be using. I'll leave a five-star review on all of the platforms. That's even better. And please leave a positive review. I put a lot of thought and effort into these episodes. The more ratings and reviews you leave, the more people get access to this podcast. So please keep them coming. My name's Dev Raga, and this is My Millennium Money Professional. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.